Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, Back Better Than Ever. This is Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me no matter where you are for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to continue with our quiet time with the Lord. That's what we've been talking about over the last several weeks. If you've been following me, listening to these episodes, you know I said I was going to devote the first month of the year and talking about the importance of our quiet time with God in prayer, spending time with him, reading the word of the Lord. And so I believe if we start this off together, let's band together and say, we're going to start off our year being more focused, more centered on spending time with the Lord, intentional quiet time with God. I know some of you already spending time with the Lord, but I want you to begin to give your mornings to the Lord and to make sure that nothing is going to stop and hinder you from doing that. As I believe if we can continue to do this throughout 2022, we're just going to begin to see blessings overtake us like never before. And some of us, we're just getting just dribbles of blessings, just, you know, spots here and spots there, but not the blessings of the Lord that maketh rich, R-I-C-H, rich. I'm not just talking about rich in your spirit, so don't get deep on me. I'm talking about some money in your pocket, man. I'm talking about some prosperity all around you, all right? health prosperity, financial prosperity in your marriage with your children, everything around you is prospering. And I want you to begin to demonstrate this. One of the things as a pastor that I lament the most is when I see people in the world thriving better than people that are saved and people that are believers. We should be thriving, not just surviving. We know the world is wicked and they do wicked things. They steal money, they lie, they do all kind of conniving things. But I want to tell you, as a believer, we should be leading the charge in financial wealth. We should. We just shouldn't be coming up behind the rears. We shouldn't just be just making it. You know, we made it enough. Robbing Peter to pay Paul. That is not how a believer should live. And so I do believe spending time with God, the Lord is going to begin to unfold to us secrets, revelations, insights, strategies, goals that you can't get from a book. You can't get from a secular manual. You're going to get this straight from the Holy Spirit. And I want you to know something. The Holy Spirit knows everything because he's getting his information from the Father. And the Father is sharing it with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is sharing it with you. It's hot off the presses. And so I want you to stay with this. And I believe when you do, if you do, things are going to change for you in such a tremendous way. I pray that no matter where you are around the world that you are doing fine, you're doing okay, 
I'm praying for you as always. Let me also say this before I begin. I'm going to say it at the end too as well. I want you to begin to send me some emails that this show is blessing you. I don't have enough people sending your boy some emails and letting me know that To Empower You is blessing you. Just take a moment and just send me some. Say, hey, Pastor, these shows are really hitting the spot. This episode really blessed me. After all, I'm doing this for you. So I want to make sure that there's something that I'm saying that's encouraging. I know you're busy. I know you got a lot of things to do, but it'll take you less than 10 seconds to send me an email and let me know that these shows are blessing you. And maybe you can give me some show ideas of some topics, some things that you've been thinking about and you need some answers to. Send them to me as well so I can take a look at it pray about how I can put uh, a show together regarding some things that you're going through because I want to help you. I want to build you. I want to encourage you. I want to coach you. I want to mentor you. Listen, I want to help you. All right. So help me help you. All right. So listen, we've been talking about quiet time with the Lord. And today, I want to specifically talk about how to overcome the problems with our quiet time with the Lord. Now, there are going to be some problems with this, and we're just going to keep it simple, keep it basic. We're not going to be extraordinarily deep because we know that when it comes time to pray and spend time with the Lord, it's just these natural things, man, that we've got to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Now, your first problem in establishing a quiet time with the Lord will face you once you wake up in the morning. Newsflash. So, am I getting enough rest at night? Because if I'm not getting enough rest at night, I didn't say sleep, I said rest. Some of us are not resting. We're turning over every five minutes, every hour, every three hours, we're just not resting. So you got to ask yourself a question. Am I resting? Am I meditating at night and getting rid of the day, getting rid of all the disappointments, all the things that frustrated you? If you don't take the time to get rid of these things, it's going to fight you while you're sleeping. And this is why people are tossing and turning. They can't figure it out. Is it I'm getting older? Am I going through this? Am I going through that? What is it? But I'm telling you, you've got to take some time and meditate and release. Let it go. It didn't work out. Uh, Things didn't happen the way you thought. Doesn't mean that it won't happen. But let's not allow it to hinder our sleep and our rest time because rest time is really when we are being healed. Uh, you know, the Lord is 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 repairing our body from the day. He's downloading things into our spirit. So we want that line, that conduit to be clear. We don't want the spirit of God to be fighting through this and fighting through that to, to help us and to heal us and to make us better. So you can help in this process through your meditation time before you go to sleep. Cut the TV off. Turn it off. You don't need to be, you know, sometimes we think that's not hindering us because we need some noise. If you need something to listen to, turn on uh, your phone and let the Bible app play. And that's a good way to allow the scriptures to be downloaded in your heart 
while you are sleeping. And I get it, because some people want to turn the fan on. I get it. The fan's not going to bother you because it's just making noise. But if you want some words, some substance to go inside of you, I think it would be real key to turn on the word of God why it is that you're resting. So we realize that just uh, getting enough rest at night is important. And so getting out of the bed is going to be that first thing when you wake up. You just don't want to get out of the bed. Now, catch this. You don't even want to get out of the bed to go to work. So you know you're not going to want to get out of the bed to go to prayer. All right? And so this is the battle of the blankets. You know how it is. You're in your bed. It's warm, especially on those cold mornings. And that bed is nice and toasty. And, you know, those sheets feel good. The blanket is on point. The pillow feels good. And you just like, man, I just don't want to get up out of this bed. I don't want to, you know, it's like you in that perfect spot in that bed. You know how it is that perfect. It's just, I can't describe it, but you know what I'm saying. It's just perfect. And so the devil will always exaggerate your fatigue. You might want to write that down. The enemy will always exaggerate your fatigue. Notice he uses what you didn't do well to aggravate you. Don't give the enemy any kind of foothold. Don't leave the door cracked because he'll slide through there Mental fatigue is what's driving your physical fatigue. It's the mental that's driving the physical. It's not the other way around. If you get enough rest at night, mentally, you are going to be refreshed and your body has no other recourse but to follow. So go to bed on time. Why? Because I know in the morning, God has got some special things he wants to say to me, and I want to get excited about that. So go to bed because I got a meeting in the morning with the Lord, and it's not a wasted time. This is a time where God is going to reveal to me his heart concerning things that I've been holding up before him in prayer. So let's not make uh, excuses about this. You know, let's not make you know, all of these other things that are in our mind. Well, you know, I'm going to bed. I got to go get up and pray in the morning. Wow. I mean, is this how we feel about God? I mean, it, has it become this hard pressed that we don't even want to get up and talk to the Father? But a lot of that, again, is our mentality. So go to bed on time and then get up immediately. Set your alarm clock and get up and tell yourself I am not going to allow my comfortability to hinder me from talking to the Lord. I've got to talk to God. I've got to spend time with the Lord. I've got to get in his presence. I've got to get in his face. I know that there's something that he is about to do for my marriage. It's something he's about to do in my business. It's something he's about to do with this book I'm going to write. It's something he wants to say to me. And I've got to get up immediately. So be aware of the quiet time robbers which means, because students will tell you the robbers are the TV working kids. But those of us that are married, got kids, we know that can rob us. We love our kids. But hey, those things can rob you of some time with God. We know your work can, huh? 
Work is always something to do. We bring work home and we go to bed at night because we working and we can't really get no sleep. Then we get up and we start working again. So we've got to put things sometimes on the side and say, you know what? I'm not going to do any more work. Uh, I love my kids, but right now I've got to make sure that I'm ready to receive from the Lord and then TV. We know that's a robber. We know TV, watching these shows, watching Netflix, Hulu, uh, all, all these programs, they're just competing with my time. And these are quiet time robbers. So we don't want this to get in the way of the things that we're trying to do. Also, when we fall asleep, let's start thinking about spiritual thoughts. We know that the Bible talks about there's the flesh and the spirit, and we are commanded to walk in the spirit. But what needs to walk in the spirit is our mindset and what we're thinking about. And this is why I said through our meditation, we need to be thinking about those things that are just, that are pure, that are of a good report, that are honest, that are virtuous, right? We need to get those things in our thought life and feel the emotion behind those thoughts. Things that God has said to you that made you happy, things that God revealed to you in prayer that just caused your soul to be set on fire, things that the Lord wants to do for you that gets you excited. Get those things in your mind and let it wash, just let it wash your soul, let it wash your emotion, your intellect, your imagination, your conscience, and more importantly, your subconscious, because your subconscious never sleeps. It takes in everything. This is, again, why we need to be intentional while we are sleeping to make sure that our environment is right. If you're married and you know your husband likes to watch the TV, say, hey, listen, honey, we got to turn off the TV. And if he just being bullheaded about it or she being bullheaded about it, listen, you got some earphones, turn on that phone and then let, let the word of God play in your ears until your spouse comes around. Because see, these are habits that need to be broken. And people don't like for you to invade in their habits. They know their habit is wrong, but beating them up about it ain't going to help them to stop. Preaching to them not going to help them to stop. But I don't want you to allow even a spouse or a child or certain things stop you from doing what you know is immediately going to work for your benefit. Okay, number two, here's the problems of distraction. The first one that I talked about was the problems of discipline as it relates to overcoming problems within your quiet time. So I want to make sure that we have this uh, right as you are taking notes. So here's the problems of distractions. You know that all of us, every now and again, sometimes, some of us, all the time, are distracted. Where do distractions come from? How do they enter into our mind, uh, into our life? Distractions, distractions comes from what we're looking at. Comes from your eye gate. It's what you see. Uh, it comes from your ear gate. It's what you are hearing. So we've got to protect these gates 
of ours in the natural. We all got eyes. We all can see. We all got ears. We can hear. Some of us are seeing the wrong things and we're hearing the wrong things. And it's causing us to be distracted. It's causing us to get off of our square. It's causing us to look to the left or the right instead of looking forward. You know, if you're driving on the street, if you get distracted for a moment, you can hit somebody just in a moment. Somebody can dart out in front of the street. You can hit a garbage can. You know, you can run into the back of a car. You can run up on the side of a curb. Anything can happen in a split moment when you're distracted. But I want to reveal something to you again. Your distractions are coming from the gates of your eyes, the gates of your ears. So there are some environments we can't help but to be in. You got to go to work, right? You can't just put your earphones on at work. So what do we do when we got to be places maybe we don't want to be? Because I've heard a lot of Christian people say, I can live for God if I didn't have to go to this ungodly job. I can live for the Lord if I didn't have to be at this certain place when I know ungodly people are. But, but here's what you got to understand. God wants to make you a master. So no matter where you are, you have mastered how to be in an environment, but not that, but not allow that environment to take you over. So when you at work and you know things are going around and people are saying this and saying that, you need to quickly assess. Don't just let that thought about what they said, they, the, the job is laying off or they're getting ready to cut our money. They're getting ready to do. Don't allow what people are saying to you to get in your thoughts. And now you're thinking about it. you have to quickly assess and take authority over thoughts, quickly assess and take authority over what you see with your eyes. The problem is we don't do anything about it. And so just like anything else, thoughts becomes things and they bring other things with it. So they just told me they about to lay off. And so I didn't quickly assess and say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to take authority over that thought. I'm going to take authority over what I saw. But we don't do that. So we just let it ride. And then the enemy starts bringing other things. But if we quickly assess and took care of that, then we would find out that we are a master even over our environment. Many times we just let things happen to us. We just let it happen. And we praying and we asking God, Lord, why did you let this happen? And God is looking at you and saying, you are allowing this to happen. See, when we read the word of God and we're pulling out principles and strategies and guidelines and instructions, the Lord not going to make you do this. You have to do it. You are in control of your environment, even at work at home, no matter where you are. But I want to empower you today and tell you, you can take any situation that you're going through and work it for your good. If you can really understand and know that I'm not going to allow anything to get in my thought life and cause me to get off kilter, cause me to become distracted. And Satan will try to use anything to get to your mind to get you to wander in your quiet time. So let me just give you a couple natural things as it relates to this. Get out of the bed. We talked about that early. Get thoroughly awake. 
Before we spend time with God, we got to get out of the bed, get thoroughly awake. If you're not awake, don't pray yet. Don't talk to God about anything because it takes us some time to, to, to get up. You know, we, you just can't roll out of the bed and roll into prayer. It's just not going to work that way. You got to get awake where your eyes are open, where you're cognizant, where you're ready to go. Get awake. One of the things you can do is read and pray aloud once you are awake. You need to hear yourself read the scripture. You need to hear yourself pray because it will tell you a lot of things. You'll be surprised your voice when you hear yourself talk. Do you even believe what you're saying? Do you even believe what you're praying? You know, you can tell when you're excited about something, you're reading it, it's coming out of your heart and saying, well, you know, Lord, I need help. Lord, please bless me. God is like, I'm not interested in this. You're not awake yet. You need to get out of the bed, get awake, read and pray aloud and wake yourself up as you're reading the word of God. Another thing you can do, and I do this, I don't like staying in the house and praying if I just don't really have to. I like to be outdoors and I go on a prayer walk because I like to connect with nature. I like to be outside. You know, I'm a little more uh, engaged as I'm walking. And so I'll get outside and I'll walk a trail and I'm praying and I'm talking to God and I'm speaking out loud and I'm hearing myself and I'm engaged in this time, maybe that will help you walk during your prayer time. Now, if you don't like being outside, I get it. Walk in your house when the kids are not there, when your spouse is not there, or maybe if they are there, you can go in a room and you can, you know, pace back and forth, but just get in this thing while the blood is pumping and, you know, you're focused and you're excited and you're ready to go. These are some things that you can do because these problems, again, with our distraction time is because we're not engaged and you've got to get engaged. So getting out of the bed, get thoroughly awake, read and pray aloud, walk during your prayer time, and then keep a notebook nearby. Now, you might say, how can I walk in my prayer time and then keep a notebook? Easy. Just go reach for the notebook, get that pen and write. Now, obviously, you're going to have to stop walking because there are times when I'm walking and the Lord will say something to me while I'm on the trail and I'll just stop and type it in my phone and then I'll keep going. And then there are times when the Lord will say something to me again, and I'll stop and type it in my phone. See, you'll be surprised at the things that you can do. See, one of the things about the Holy Spirit, he's not going to stop talking just because you're walking, or even you could be driving in your car, and the Lord will say something to you. You might have to pull over, and, and you might say, well, God, this don't make no sense. The Holy Spirit is not trying to make sense. He's trying to make faith. And when he's talking to you, you know, you might say, Lord, just stop. I just want you to stop when we need to start flowing with the spirit of God. So, yes, you may have to pull over on the side and let God talk to you. Yes, you may have to stop walking. Get your notebook, get your phone and type it in. This is important. See, we think that God is um, going to do things the proper way. 
Like, you know, let me wait until they get home. Let me wait until they finish cooking dinner. Let me wait until they're settled. Let me. But the Lord, when he wants to say something to you, you're going to have to give way and respect to what he's saying. And you're going to have to make a way and pull over. You have to make a way and get off the ramp. You're going to have to make a way and stop what you're doing. You could be washing the dishes and spending time with God. You want him to wait until you stop washing dishes to speak to you? No, he got something he wants to say to you. So let's not allow even the things in our mind to hinder us from when God wants to uh, start talking to us because these are the things that gets us off of course and gets us distracted even the more. But I want you to begin to put these things into practice and see how God is going to be able to just navigate you through these things. And the last thing that I want to tell you today is I want to quickly deal with the problem of dryness. There are a lot of Christians who are dry. Anything that is dry is brittle. And when our prayer life and when our life in general is just dry, nothing is happening, nothing is going on, I'm calling it the battle of the blah. Just blah, blah, blah. And you can tell if you dry when somebody asks you what's going on in your life and you've got nothing good to say. They say, well, what's new with you? And you say the same old thing, same old suit warmed over. That's very serious. Don't laugh at that. Don't, don't, don't dismiss that. That's important. It says that you're dry. It's because when you with God, He's always watering you and always giving you something that's building not only you up, but something you can share with someone else. So I don't want you to be dry. See, sometimes you'll feel like you're not getting anything out of your quiet time. You know, you getting up every morning and you just like, this is a waste of time. I'm not getting nothing. God is not speaking to me. I'm sleepy all the time. I'm not awake. I'm just, this is becoming boring to me. I'm about to quit. I don't want you to quit. Let me give you something. You might want to write this down. Never judge your quiet time by your feelings. Remember, we don't follow our feelings. Our feelings follow our faith. So don't allow your feelings to tell you and suggest to you that this is not worth it, that getting out of the bed, spending time with God is a waste of time. No, it's never a waste of time. And there will be some times in your quiet time where it's just not going to be, you know, uh, 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 guns blazing and, and firecrackers and, and you just you just ready to leap through a troop and jump over a wall and you just ready to take the enemy out. Sometimes it's not going to be that way at all. And so the scripture talks about being still and know that he is God. Know, know that he is God and dismiss your feelings. So sometimes after prayer, the enemy wants to suggest to you, you know, you didn't get anything. You know, the Lord didn't uh, speak to you. You know, this is a waste of time. Why don't you give up? He'll just start planning all kind of foolishness in your mind right after prayer. Isn't it amazing? You could you could be and you could be praying and have a powerful prayer and still come out of the presence of the Lord after prayer and the enemy start telling you, you know, that was a waste of time. All that crying you was doing, all that thank you Jesus, hallelujah, all that 
praises, praises and worship you was given to God. You know the Lord didn't hear none of that, but you cannot go the way you feel. Too many people have allowed their feelings to steal their quiet time with the Lord. Get your feelings out of the way. This is a spiritual thing, right? So we've got to connect with God in the spirit and go by the way of what we know, not what we feel. And I think when you really let that really get into your mind and meditate, you'll see sometimes in the past where you've allowed the enemy to just steal some things that God gave you. It's in that still, small voice that you know he's God. Maybe you didn't cry that day in prayer. Uh, maybe it was just a solemn moment in that day in prayer, but those are the most powerful times with the Lord because you come out of that knowing that some things are going to turn around, knowing that God is really going to take care of you. You know, you can't even describe it, but you got a peace inside of you that says to you, everything is going to be okay. Now, here's some possible causes of spiritual dryness, and I'm going to give you five things here. Number one, your physical condition. You'll be surprised if you're not physically right. These are some problems with some dryness that you feel because you just don't feel good in your body. And when you don't feel good in your body, you don't want to pray. You don't want to do anything. And I get it. I understand it because we've all been through some physical conditions. I want to suggest to you that, see, prayer is not your problem. God hears you in prayer. Maybe it's what you're eating. Look at your diet. Look at what's on your plate. Physically, when we uh, understand this, what you are making in the kitchen, what you're eating is going into your physical body. And your body may not like none of this stuff that you're eating. So we've got to change up our diet, what we're eating. See, I can lay hands on you and get you healed, but I can't make you healthy. See, your healing has got to convert into health. And health says, I've got to manage that. I've got to make sure I am managing. Take your health out of the doctor's hands, everybody else's hands. It's in your hands. And you need to be responsible for what you're eating. Fruits, vegetables, things like that, uh, uh, raw foods, stuff that will help your physical body at the cellular level because it's a malnutrition. And so that's what a lot of people are dealing with. And so we want to get your physical condition right. So look at what you're eating. I know we don't want to hear anybody telling us what we should eat, but I want to say this to you because I want to empower you today because there's so many people, they just want to be healed of this, healed of that. Well, I can get you healed as a pastor. I can lay hands on you and command healing to enter into your body, but I can't go home with you. I don't know what you're eating. I don't know what you're fixed. I don't know what it is that uh, you do in terms of your diet, but you know. And so you're going to have to control that and you're going to start having to eat healthy because your physical body is screaming out, would you give me the right food to eat? Number two, disobedience to God. You'd be surprised of this cause of dryness, just being disobedient. It's just that simple. I just didn't do what the Lord told me to do. 
and I'm reaping behind it. It's not like God wants you to reap bad things, but if we don't do what the Lord tells us to do, then we've got these laws that we're breaking in the spirit realm that the Lord is not going to save you from. You got to save yourself and do what the Lord told you to do. Come hella high water. I want you to be able to say this year, I'm going to obey God, not my senses, not my flesh, not what other people want me to do. I'm going to obey God. That's number two. Disobedience to God really stops us in this thing as as it relates to our cause of dryness. Number three, rushing your quiet time. I would say that hurry is the death of prayer. Don't be so fast to get out of prayer. Take your time and spend with the Lord. Imagine you marry and your husband is with you, your wife is with you, you guys are together, and they just hurry up and eat. Uh, uh, let's, let's hurry up and watch the movie. They're like, hold on, let's slow down here for a moment. I thought we were spending some quality time together. When you're with the one you love, you don't want to rush out of that. That's disrespectful. So don't rush. Take your time in your quiet time and spend it with the Lord and get something out of it. Number four, getting in a rut. We get in a rut where we just feel like our wheels are not turning. They're not spent. They're not moving. We're not going anywhere. I've been there before, even in prayer, where, you know, you're praying and praying and you you just hit a wall. So one of the things when you feel like you've hit a wall, you got to go to the next level. And sometimes going to the next level, again, is hearing what you're doing in prayer. Is it the same old routine? Don't go into prayer with a routine. Be led into your prayer. Maybe just sing. Some of you, it doesn't matter what you sound like. It's just my 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 opening up my worship to God. Maybe it's reading and then singing, or maybe it's none of those things. Maybe it's just being quiet before the Lord. We get in a rut because we are creatures of habit, and we think our habits to God is what he's after, but he's not. He's after you just spending time with him. So don't go into prayer with this same mindset that you did on Monday. Shake it up. Shift it. Uh, don't be in the same old, same old. Sometimes we just dig our own rut and we park our car there and we don't realize we did it. There's so many things in prayer, so many different dimensions in prayer that we don't know about. But listen and wait on the Holy Spirit to open that door and he'll lead you in what you guys need to talk about today. Lead you and what you need to sing to the Lord today. But get out of that rut through your same old repetition. And finally, not sharing insights with others. Let me say this, and I want you to hear this properly when I say not sharing insights with others. There are times when you need to share some things with a prayer partner, with a family member. And then there are times where you just don't need to share anything at all. Here's why. Remember that when you're with God, you're at a faith level and God is talking to you. 
specifically, not to your husband, your kids, your prayer partner, your best friend, your mom, your dad. And so we've got to understand that when God is giving us some things, it's for you. We get excited and we start sharing what God is giving us to other people. And then their response to us based on what you may have shared with them may not be what you thought it was going to be. And you get discouraged or frustrated or mad. So you come out of prayer and the Lord tells you, I'm about to uh, create a new business through you. So you come out of prayer, you call your mom, your dad. They're like, why would you do that? Why would you start a business? You know, you're not good at business. You know, you're not good in economics. And then you take something God shared with you and you shared that insight with somebody else and they just talked you out of it. You would be surprised of the people that have been talked out of the very thing that God has shared with them because they shared an insight with somebody else. And I'm telling you, there are some times and seasons with God where if he did not permit you to share it with somebody, don't tell it. See, Joseph got in trouble because he told his dream. Had he kept his mouth shut, he wouldn't have gotten all that mess. And I'm telling you, we share things when we don't need to be talking at all. When God is sharing something with you, you hold it. And then you manifest it. And once you manifest it, everybody's going to be able to this, everybody's going to be able to see that your time with God was well spent. That's a secret I had to learn in prayer. That when God is saying something to me, don't tell anybody. I'm not sharing my insights with other people. It's not that I don't like them. It's not that I don't love them. But this is my prayer time with God. It's not their business. I want you to begin to employ this in your prayer time and talk to God. If you don't know if you should share it, just ask the Lord. Lord, is this something I should share with somebody or is this for me? If you don't ask, you're constantly coming out of prayer. You're zealous and you're excited. I get it. And then you told somebody and they didn't receive it. And see, when somebody don't receive what you said, you start to question, well, did God share this with me? Was I off? You were off because you shared it. And God said that was just for you. That wasn't for them. In other words, there are times as I'm praying and God is giving me some things in prayer. If I don't understand that God has given it to me, I'll get get up on Sunday morning and start preaching it to the people. And God said, I didn't tell you to preach it to the people. I'm giving this to you. Your private time with God, more than not, is for your spiritual growth, not for somebody else's. So I had to learn early in my pastoring that me spending time with the Lord was for me. My preparation in preaching to the people That's a separate time I've got with God about what he wants me to say to them. So don't mistake the two. So I want you to, in prayer, realize that this is a time for you and God, not a time for you and God and other people. And when you really understand that your causes of dryness with the things that I've mentioned will go away. So let's take care of our bodies Let's stop being disobedient to God. Let's stop rushing uh, 
through our quiet time with the Lord. Let's get out of this rut with the same old, same old. And let's not share some insights with other people unless the Lord is really leading you to do it. I really believe when you do this, I'm telling you some things for you are going to turn around today. All right. Well, that's all that I had to share with you. I went a little longer, but God began to share some things with me through this podcast. And I thought it was important that I share it with you. Now, listen, I said it at the beginning of the show. I'm going to say it now. Send me an email. Type your boy an email. Let me know that to empower you is blessing you. Do it right now at info at thomasadeloach.com. Always go to my website. Check me out at thomasadeloach.com. I promise you, you will be blessed. Look at some things that we're doing. If you're a first-time listener, check us out on the web. Also, if you want to financially partner with me, do it today at thomasadeloach.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the screen and you'll see a donation tab there. No dollar amount is too big or too small. These shows do cost, but I promise you, this is good ground. So into it and you will be blessed real good. I'm praying for you as always. Get out there and make something happen. And until next time, be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.